Hi, and welcome to Seeking the Gospel Truth. I'm Giselle Aguiar, and 2022 starts the third year of this podcast and corresponding blog. I go through the Bible chapter by chapter, guiding you, even if you've never read the Bible before. Right now, I'm going through the Old Testament prophets, revealing how Bible prophecies that were written 700 years before Christ predict not just what was going to happen back then, but what happened when Jesus came. They even predict the end times and last days that are coming true right now. I pray that as you hear God's word, it will inspire you to study the Bible daily for yourself. Seek the truth. I pray that God opens your heart, eyes, and mind to understand what the Holy Spirit is trying to tell you. And as you become rooted in the word, you'll also be rooted in hope, joy, and peace. Hey, new year, new life. Let's dig in. Ezekiel 13, have you fallen for false religious teachers? Seek the truth. When I was in high school and college, I was into astrology, tarot cards, even played around with a Ouija board a few times. My Catholic upbringing and false religious instruction did not warn me that I was playing around with demons and evil. I thank God that he must have had a plan for me. Obviously, he spared me from diving off the deep end. The problem that Ezekiel faces in this chapter is a problem we have today. How do we know who is preaching the truth? Who do we believe? Who do we trust? Let's dig in. Ezekiel 13, judgment against false prophets. Then this message came to me from the Lord. Son of man, prophesy against the false prophets of Israel who are inventing their own prophecies. Say to them, listen to the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says. What sorrow awaits the false prophets who are following their own imaginations and have seen nothing at all? O people of Israel, these false prophets of yours are like jackals digging in the ruins. They have done nothing to repair the breaks in the walls around the nation. They have not helped it to stand firm in the battle on the day of the Lord. Instead, they have told lies and made false predictions. They say, this message is from the Lord, even though the Lord never sent them. And yet they expect him to fulfill their prophecies. Can your visions be anything but false if you claim this message is from the Lord when I have not even spoken to you? Therefore, this is what the sovereign Lord says, because what you say is false and your visions are a lie, I will stand against you, says the sovereign Lord. I will raise my fists against all the prophets who see false visions and make lying predictions. They will be banished from the community of Israel. I will blot their names from Israel's record books and they will never again set foot in their own land. Then you will know that I am the sovereign Lord. This will happen because these evil prophets deceive my people by saying, all is peaceful when there is no peace at all. It's as if the people have built a flimsy wall and these prophets are trying to reinforce it by covering it with whitewash. Tell these whitewashes that their wall will soon fall down. A heavy rainstorm will undermine it. Great hailstones and mighty winds will knock it down. And when the wall falls, the people will cry out, what happened to your whitewash? Therefore, this is what the sovereign Lord says. I will sweep away your whitewashed wall with a storm of indignation. 
with a great flood of anger and with hailstones of fury. I will break down your wall right to its foundation, and when it falls, it will crush you. Then you will know that I am the Lord. At last, my anger against the wall and those who covered it with whitewash will be satisfied. Then I will say to you, the wall and those who whitewashed it are both gone. They were lying prophets who claimed peace would come to Jerusalem when there is no peace. I, the sovereign Lord, have spoken. Judgment against false women prophets. Verse 17. Now, son of man, speak out against the women who prophesy from their own imaginations. This is what the sovereign Lord says. What sorrow awaits you women who are ensnaring the souls of my people, young and old alike? You tie magic charms on their wrists and furnish them with magic veils. Do you think you can trap others without bringing destruction on yourselves? You bring shame on me among my people for a few handfuls of barley or a piece of bread. By lying to my people who love to listen to lies, you kill those who should not die. And you promise life to those who should not live. This is what the Sovereign Lord says. I am against all your magic charms, which you use to ensnare my people like birds. I will tear them from your arms, setting my people free like birds set free from a cage. I will tear off the magic veils and save my people from your grasp. They will no longer be your victims. Then you will know that I am the Lord. You have discouraged the righteous with your lies, but I didn't want them to be sad. And you have encouraged the wicked by promising them life, even though they continue in their sins. Because of all this, you will no longer talk of seeing visions that you never saw, nor will you make predictions, for I will rescue my people from your grasp. Then you will know that I am the Lord. That is Ezekiel chapter 13. The tragedy of false prophets and teachers. Tell a lie enough times and people start to believe it. Even the liar believes it. A false preacher easily deceives anyone who is not grounded and rooted in the word of God and the faith. Because of lacking sound biblical knowledge, anything that sounds good, tickles your fancy, is positive rather than negative, becomes popular. False preachers have three motives. Fame personal monetary gain, and filling seats. In Ezekiel's day, they preferred to hear the false prophet who said the exile would only be two years rather than 70. The Bible warns and rebukes for a reason. God doesn't want anyone, you, to spend eternity in hell. Heaven or hell, it's your choice where you spend eternity. Some of the Catholic, Roman Catholic lies are, okay, these are their lies. Babies are saved by baptism. A priest can absolve your sins. The Pope has ultimate authority. It's okay to pray to Mary and exalt her over Jesus. Going through all the sacraments earns you grace pointed to heaven. You don't need to read the Bible. A piece of bread can turn into Jesus's body. You can pray someone from purgatory into heaven. And buying an indulgence can hurry someone's stay in purgatory. Purgatory? Does purgatory even exist? Well, if you believe any of those lies that I just mentioned, you can click on over to my blog and click on each of those and look at who invented it, when it was invented, because it's an invention. It's a lie. It's a false teaching.
Pastor Sandy Adams' comments. In the late 70s, Jim Jones and his People's Temple committed mass suicide at the compound in Guyana. Shortly afterwards, someone offered an explanation for how he had deceived so many. His very success was a judgment on the church for having given people so little religious substance that they could not recognize heresy when they saw and experienced it. And this is an indictment against the church today. We've watered down the message and opted for an easy believism. We speak to people's felt needs and convince them Christianity exists to make them happy. We tickle people's ears rather than make disciples. So when a false teacher comes along and insists on more, a more demanding, challenging faith, people are drawn to his sincerity, even though his doctrine is heretical. Again, that's from Pastor Sandy Adams. So have you drunk the Kool-Aid? <laughs> it's time to turn to the truth. Why do people go to fortune tellers or for, for the Zoltar machines that spit out a fortune on a pre-printed card? Certainly, you don't actually expect to be told that around the corner is someone who's going to give you a fortune in Bitcoin. You really don't think you'll find a magic bottle with a genie inside, or do you? That's not reality. That's not what the good news of Jesus' true salvation is. There's only one way to heaven, and that's through Jesus. So what's in the Bible about false prophets? Well, just like Ezekiel and the New Testament, the New Testament apostles, even Jesus had something to say about false prophets, preachers, and teachers. Paul wrote in 1 Timothy 4, starting in verse 3, For a time is coming when people will no longer listen to sound and wholesome teaching. They will follow their own desires and will look for teachers who will tell them whatever their itching ears want to hear. They will reject the truth and chase after myths. Peter wrote in 2 Peter uh, chapter 2, starting in verse 1, but there were also false prophets in Israel, just as there will be false teachers among you. They will cleverly teach destructive heresies and even deny the master who bought them. In this way, they will bring sudden destruction on themselves. Jesus said in Matthew 7, verse 15, beware of false prophets who come disguised as harmless sheep but are really vicious wolves. He also said in Matthew 24, 11, many false prophets will appear and will deceive many people. In Matthew 24, 24, for false messiahs and false prophets will rise up and perform great signs and wonders so as to deceive, if possible, even God's chosen ones. John wrote, 1 John 4, starting verse 1, Dear friends, do not believe everyone who claims to speak by the Spirit. You must test them to see if the spirit they have comes from God. For there are many false prophets in the world. And Luke wrote in Acts 17, 11, and the people of Berea were more open-minded than those in Thessalonica, and they listened eagerly to Paul's message. They searched the scriptures day after day to see if Paul and Silas were teaching the truth. We have to be like the Bereans. One of the Bible study plans I'm using for the Ezekiel series from the Free Version Bible app has, quote, putting Jesus first turns a hopeless end into endless hope. It's from the International Christian Assembly. Get the truth from the true source, the Bible. 
Just like a bank teller is told to study the real currency to be able to distinguish a fake one, so must we study the Bible, the true source of God's word, the truth, so that we can distinguish when we hear a false religious statement. That's what got me wondering if I was in the wrong church over 20 years ago. Now, I can't get enough of the Bible. Check out my story at the bottom of my blog. So where do you start reading the Bible? I recommend getting either the free version Bible app or one of the study Bibles. And um, I am a Christian book affiliate. So I have um, the three study Bibles that I've um, picked out that I think would be a good place to start. And then um, I recommend you start with the, the Gospel of John, then the Book of Acts, then the Book of Romans, then the Book of Hebrews. Okay, that should keep you busy for a while. Depend on the Holy Spirit. Well, one of the roles of the Holy Spirit is to help you discern, that is tell the difference between false teaching and the truth. The thing is, the Holy Spirit won't enter a sinful heart, only a contrite and repentant heart. So here's what you need to do to receive the gift of grace and the Holy Spirit. Believe, have faith that Jesus is the Christ and he died taking your sins away forever. Then he rose from the dead three days later. Repent of your sins. Stop sinning. Do a complete 180 degree turn in your life and surrender your life to him. Be baptized. Show the world and yourself that you have died to your old life and are born again in Christ. Receive the Holy Spirit in your heart. So what are you waiting for? Invite Jesus into your heart and receive the gift of grace and the confident hope of eternal life. You don't know what to say. You don't know what to do. There's a prayer in the show notes, or you can click on over to my blog and click where it says how to invite Jesus into your heart. Also, at the bottom of today's blog, I discovered a really nice video on 2 Peter, and it really explains what that that book is about. Uh, And it's from um, the Bible Project. So check it out. It's the bottom of today's blog. Soli Deo Gloria. To God alone be the glory. Are you a born-again Christian with Catholic friends or family members? Have you struggled with how to bring up the truth of Jesus' salvation? I had the same problem, so I put together a free ebook, The Catholic Mission Field in Our Backyards. It's a guide to help you start the conversation and plant the seed that will get them thinking, am I missing something? Check it out. It's a free download on my website. You'll find the link in the show notes. Oh, please. Let me know if it helped you. If you're a born-again believer helping a Catholic friend or family member start reading the Bible, it's a great idea to give them one. But which version or translation would be a good one for them? There are too many to choose from. As a former Catholic, it helped me to have a Bible translation in plain, everyday English. And I know many evangelical Christians are very much attached to the King James Version. That's fine if that's what you grew up with. Remember, Catholics have grown up with priests and nuns telling them they don't need to read the Bible. All they have to do is trust the church to teach them what they need to know. Only they don't, and that's the problem. When I first started going back to church, a well-meaning friend told me to get a King James Version. Well, guess what? I got frustrated with the these and thous and stopped reading it totally defeating the purpose. Eventually, I got the new international version or the NIV, and that was the best for a new Christian to get into the habit of reading the Bible daily. 
Today, I also study from the New King James Version, or NKJV, and the New Living Translation, the NLT. I'm now an affiliate of Christian Book Distributors, and I've chosen three study Bibles that will be a great gift for that Catholic or progressive friend whom you'd like to help get into the habit of reading the Bible daily. They are also a great, they're also great for the new Christian believer. Check them out. The link is in the show notes. And by the way, all commissions will be donated to one or more of the Bible translating ministries listed on my site. So give the gift of the word of God and help spread the word while you're at it. Thank you for listening to this episode. I pray that the Holy Spirit, the author of scripture, touched your heart to reveal the gospel truth that our hope of salvation is through Jesus Christ alone. If you have any comments or questions, feel free to reach out to me via my website or social media. I encourage you to read the Bible daily and seek the truth for yourself. I recommend that you download two free Bible study apps, the YouVersion Bible app and Through the Word. Friends, we are living in strange, crazy times, the last days, the end times. But know that things aren't falling apart, they are falling into place. Jesus said in Revelation 3, 20-22, Look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in, and we will share a meal together as friends. Those who are victorious will sit with me on my throne, just as I was victorious and sat with my Father on his throne. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. Jesus is knocking. It's up to you to open the door. Peter told us in 2 Peter 3, 9, the Lord isn't really being slow about his promise as some people think. No, he is being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed or perish, but wants everyone to repent. Jesus is coming back soon. Are you ready? Repent of your sins and invite Jesus into your heart right now. If you don't know what to say, there's a prayer in the show notes and on my blog. Jesus said in Matthew 24, 14, and the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world so that all nations will hear it and then the end will come. Soli Deo Gloria, to God alone be the glory.